This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we'll be talking about Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Such a great title for a movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame the movie didn't live up to it. Yeah. This movie came out in 1985, yeah, directed, <laughs> directed by Guy Hamilton. Uh, based on the novel by Richard Sapper, Sapper, the Destroyer, uh, <laughs> the yeah. Zapper, and Warren Murphy, I guess. I don't know Christopher Wood. That's uh, and then starring Fred Ward, Fred Ward, Fred Ward, Fred Wood, <laughs> Joel Gray, Wilfred Brimley, J. A. Preston, and other people I don't know. Kate Mulgrew. I don't know who that is. Yeah, Captain Janeway. I'm yeah. going to say 1985 Kate Mulgrews is kind of a snack. Just saying. Yeah, uh, yeah attractive. Also, it looks like Marv Albert is a credit in this movie. Yeah, for some, I guess. <laughs> At the very beginning. Know, he's one of the goons. I don't know. Yeah, when they're listening to the Laker game in New York. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess they must have been playing the Knicks, but you never heard the Knicks. All they were talking about was yeah, Magic the, Johnson and the Lakers. The Lakers. <laughs> yeah. All right, Scott, you made us watch this film. What's your history with it? Uh, so this was one of my favorites as a kid. Uh, one of the movies that was on regular rotation on, on Channel 13. And, uh, yeah, I, I liked the, the even the name of it as a kid. I, I liked it. Uh, it was one of those things that I think my dad enjoyed, at least the first time he saw it. Uh, that said, I have vague memories of watching this in the theater, but I don't know. Uh, and and before we go any further, uh, let's just get one thing that it's it's on my list, but I just want to mention it now. Like we're painfully aware of the the yellow face going on in this movie. Uh, and my number seven. Yeah, well, a lot higher for me because uh, I I could not stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, you know, I I was looking forward. To, Outside of that, was was looking forward to sitting down to watch this again because it's been a while. Okay, Alex, what's your history with this movie? Uh, I just saw it randomly on TV one day. Like I caught it when they were doing the the action scene at the Statue of Liberty, and then I watched the rest of the movie. And I was like, okay, this movie's pretty cool, and that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh. My history of this movie is I've never heard of it. I uh, saw it for the first time this afternoon. Um, and I 100% disagree with you. It was the best title ever. I just, But you guys naming this movie sounds like the worst movie I'd ever heard of. <laughs> I do not want to watch this movie. Like, I Just the name sounds so awful. Um, it, it was better than the title, I guess. But it wasn't that much better than the title. Also, I just had to love I have IMDb pulled up, and it has the movie poster... And it's actually a photograph of someone's folded up version of the poster. You can see the creases. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, I'm looking at it now, too. It's actually, uh, it's actually kind of a cool 
Post with the Statue of Liberty and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool looking mm-hmm. poster, I guess. But yeah, the he's yeah, the folds of the poster. That's funny. All right. Well, as usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Scott, what's your number seven? Uh, so, uh, well, well, one more quick note before we start this. Uh, the kind of impetus for watching this now was again, uh, as I mentioned sadly last week, that that Fred Ward had passed away, um, and I've, I've been wanting to do uh, cast a deadly spell forever um, on, our, on our Halloween week. Uh, but rather than wait wait for that this time around, you know, I want to do this now, so we're doing Rima Williams. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, my number seven what's up here um, was uh, I I think it was the f- my, maybe the funniest thing in the movie, but it, it did make me laugh. The the dumb soap opera in the background hmm. when, the, when the doctor tells the guy that he's not going to walk again, and the guy says, "But I was an all American," and the the doctor says, "Well, now you can be an all American for courage." <laughs> <laughs> but but that was really funny. Uh, so that's my number seven. The the soap opera spoof. All right. Alex, which number seven? Uh, my number seven is, yeah, the yellow face, which <laughs> not only did they cast a white guy to play a Korean, but he is a racist, misogynist Korean. He's Jeebus age. Well, yeah, like you said, he's Korean. Oh, my gosh. Oof. I, I think, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, the only thing they got right was uh, Love of Soap Operas, which if you've seen a K-drama before, man. They'll they'll hook you in. They'll suck you in if it's the right K drama. So so actor Joel Gray is actually a very accomplished uh, actor. Um, doing it forever. Um, he's about as Korean as the three of us. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta say the makeup the, is good. It's good old man makeup. It is very good old man makeup. In fact, yeah. it was nominated for an Academy Award. But you know, yeah. probably probably that was like oh. He looks like an actual Korean person. Like, I don't know anybody that saw this and thought, "Yeah, he looks like a Korean person." But you know, it's hard. Well, white people did. Yeah, I did. Heck, I did when I was a kid and I watched this movie. It's like, okay, I guess he's Korean. Nope. Yeah. All right. Well, my number seven is the same thing. The Chun character or portrayal—it stood out. So this is, like I said, my first time watching it. I'm like, is that? white dude playing an Asian guy are you serious there's no way we're watching this and I'm like no I'm pretty sure that's what it is and then (laughs) yeah alright and then he's this this terrible accent and it's like whatever it it, he's like it's a cool master you know apprentice type scenario in this movie but I just yeah it's kind of sad it just sucks because of that yeah it's marred completely (laughs) yeah it's it's just crazy to me like 1985 that I think I, I said the same thing last week week before maybe we were talking about this I don't remember but uh, it's it's like it took however many people it takes to make a movie hundreds of people and like all of them have probably saw uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's they're like yeah it's fine like <laughs> 40 years later it's fine no big deal well, not forty years later, more like twenty-five, but whatever. Still, enough, enough of a gap. <laughs> but... All right. I thought Remo Williams came out in nineteen. 19- yeah, it's in eighty-five, not ninety-five. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know why I said 40 years. Like, Breakfast Tiffany's did not come out in the 40s. Uh, <laughs> Still. Anyway, all right, uh, Scott, number six. All right, so I think we were talking about... Uh, the, yeah, I was talking about the movie GUI. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, this, this one is, is special. Um, so I looked it up. War Games is 1983. Um, it's it's like they nobody knew. So, like, Hollywood didn't know. Like, I guess War Games is technically a lot more accurate. Um but you know, nobody in Hollywood knew. Nobody in like in in real life knew what what a computer was supposed to look like, and they just turned it into a VCR. Basically, <laughs> they yeah yeah. Wil- Wilfred Brimley would just hit a button, and they would just start playing like documentaries. <laughs> mm-hmm. But my favorite part is just they would just slap uh, like a graphic over the video. Like it wasn't even a GUI. <laughs> Like half of it, they just slapped on. Oh God! Like mm-hmm. I, I Wilfred this. Brimley invented YouTube. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, like I'm like, wow, that's super advanced that he's like just hitting a button and it's bringing up all this information. Like, I, I in a way, it was it was it's kind of prophetic. Um, yeah. Because I don't think they really thought that that's how it would be. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was bringing it up instantly too. That was the crazy thing. Like no yeah. load times, no nothing. No buffering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, those were big computers downstairs. I mean, the monitor too, crystal clear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably the best part. It's like the world, like the shitty RGB monitor that was absolutely incapable of <laughs> of, of doing 480 video. Uh, is is all of a sudden? Yeah, it's just crystal clear. Um, it's, it's funny that you mentioned war games. I'm currently watching the latest season of Stranger Things, and at one point, the, this is not a spoiler. The kids are given a phone number, so they dial it, and it's basically a dial-up. They they hear you know the beeps and boops on the other side, and they're like, "What is that? Oh, I think that's in war games." And so that's how they ha- that's all they have to go by is that because yeah. the kids don't know what dial-up was in the mid '80s or whatever that yeah. takes place, which is kind of funny. Like. Anyway, nowadays kids won't know what it is either. <laughs> you true. have to be a time, yeah. special time Seriously? frame. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the only. Ge- I know we we always get in that dumb discussion of like where we fall on the generational scale, but like our our peer group, if- our peer group is like like the last ones that <laughs> had to deal with that. Yeah. Um, uh, you know if you dialed up for your internet, that's a special generation right there. Uh, anyway, anyway, movie gooey. Uh, it's it always it always cracks me up. Uh, so that's my number six. All right, Alex, number six. My number six is I. Now that we're talking about movie gooey and the computer that brings up stuff like magic, uh, this super secret, very tiny organization seems like a, a, a television series that it didn't that I watched not too long ago. But Night Rider in the outs, <laughs> not Night Rider. <laughs> But it feels a lot like Batrider. No, Person of Interest. Oh. Okay. So I'm thinking, oh, did Person of Interest rip off Remo Williams, or at least the bo- the Destroyer books series. Destroyer. Because <laughs> um, it's a lot like it. It's like, oh, we have all this information, the computer pulls up, and then we do a little investigation. If he's a bad guy, you go kill him. That was... Uh, I, I, I did watch a bunch of those. Um... 
because Jesus mm-hmm. is a really good actor. So he is. Uh, yeah, that was it. Was fun. It was the the whole computer thing was dumb as hell, but yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. I got a whole League of Shadows vibe for them. Obviously, not the size, but they're the people behind the scenes that are making these accidental. What's the term they use for them? Uh, for it's accidents, perfect, perfect assassinations. Yeah. I know. I was just kind of thinking. There's a scene where in Batman Begins where he's saying, you know, the fall of Istanbul and then and, and this and all. We tried in the 40, in the early 20s, we tried the economics and stock market crash and all. <laughs> hey, that Persian boy. What's his name? Alexander and Napoleon. <laughs> so it, it it is funny. Like, so it, it kind of works with Batman because League of Shadows are like a multi- ethnic general like international organization like the idea that there was like a single korean dude <laughs> like obviously it wasn't it wasn't tuned but it was like they managed to contact somebody in korea and like wheel them out to egypt or <laughs> to to like we're I'm trying to think where alexander ran in trouble like uh i think it was right before he hit india so, see, here's the thing: he's over in the United States training Remo because that's like his the the Xianju office over there. Maybe for like the East Coast. Maybe he's got mm. another. He's training some other people in the West Coast. Maybe there are other masters training in other parts of the world too. You see? Oh, like the Doctor Strange thing. I forgot the name of their houses, but they have the different houses across the world. Yeah. Sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> Sanctuary. Yeah. Sanctorum. The Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, my number six is um, uh, the, the the super guard dogs. That was kind of, <laughs> That's so it ridiculous. Didn't quite, I mean, it kind of fit with this movie. It also kind of didn't. Like, it, it, it went into the tightrope at the end. I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I it, I enjoyed it, but at the same time, like I mean, this movie was over the top, but that felt like it went a whole other level. There was no arm wrestling in this movie. <laughs> oh boy! Over the top. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh boy! The, the super guard dogs is my number six. The stunt stunt dogs. Yeah. You know, it was, it was funny as as I was watching that. I'm like, this reminds me of something else that I've seen, like from the Naked Gun. I remember some ridiculous scene with a Doberman Pinscher in the Naked oh, yeah. Gun. And then, I think that was the second one, yeah, right? I think Where, when it was swimming in sewage. Right, right. He's like running across the, the rooftop. Um, yeah. And I'm watching this. I'm like, this is way more ridiculous than that. By, by like <laughs> <Yeah>. several degrees. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whatever happened to Doberman? Those are like the dogs of the 80s and 90s. You don't see them anymore. Yeah. Well, couples are now the scapegoats. So. Yeah. Well, not not yeah. also not very good guard dogs, by the way. Like, they bark a little bit. <laughs> For the most part, they just growl. And stock. And kill. And kill. Yeah, our friends had one, and yeah, he was the sweetest dog ever, so. Yeah. You know. I've never met uh, uh, a mean uh, Doberman. Yeah. All right. Uh, Scott, number five? So, my number five is just some really shitty editing. <laughs> the. Uh, Instantly after Remo uh, takes out the the corrupt businessman Grove, his name right? Um, mm-hmm. The 
by, by the way, the lighting the the fire was pretty cool. Yes. The, like even though they don't show that skill at any other point in the movie. Um, nope. I thought that was that was cool. And it instantly cuts to Wilfred Brimley, and he's listening to the news story about how the general, yeah, yeah. the general <laughs> and and the other guy just died, like seconds after. He, like yeah. he's probably not even dead yet. Like he's probably still, still burning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, they've got a news story going out on that. Like I, I thought that was uh, they could they could have waited a beat on that one, <laughs> maybe. Maybe have it at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah, but yeah it's not like that scene weird. needed to go there. It's literally could be the last thing. Wolford Brimley like closes the laptop or whatever his computer was. He turned it off and walked away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stupid. <laughs> All right, Alex, number five. My number five is. Uh, I don't know if I like or hated the extra sound effects that they put on. Uh, <laughs> On Chin or whatever, whenever he was doing like the Shianju martial arts, like some of them were okay. It's like I kind of like the the fact that they're putting like a little bit of mystical special effects on him to make sure that's like oh this this martial art is almost supernatural, you know. But I think they overdid it. I, I but agree. I still I still like that they overdid it though. <laughs> they they were definitely committed to it because at, at first yeah. I thought it was just going to be when he was. Like hitting the pressure points, the key points, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it started like any time he did anything, <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then it <laughs> was too much. It was too much. But um, there was the sound effect when Remo lights the fire on the stick at the end, though. So yeah. So I guess it kind of led up to that in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the reverse though when you hear you heard like a little sound effects and then everything went silent. That's when Remo noticed that somebody was following him. Because mm. what's this? Is I've been stomping around here for ten minutes. Is there going to mention that Remo like rips a dude's eye out? Like, he just pokes like, it. Kill Bill. He pokes it. I, I know he pokes <laughs> it. I like to think <laughs> that, that he's awesome. I like to think that he ripped it out. But yeah, he he basically punches through his eyeball. Mm-hmm. Or Speaking of which. My number five is Diamond Tooth Guy. <laughs> Patrick Kilpatrick, one of the all-time names. Yeah. Okay, well, first of all, his introduction with that smile he gives is freaking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And then just the twinkle of the, the diamond tooth every single time. And then it pays off with him using it to cut the glass. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, that was pretty good. I have cut, to yes, stupid cut, as it was. Cutting the glass, that was, that was freaking gold. Like, yeah. Or, well, diamond in this case, but... The, just they keep showing it, and then yeah, Chekhov's diamond tooth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what's on my list. This is higher on my list, but yeah. <laughs> it, so, it, you know what? It remi- Chekhov's diamond. It, it reminded me. I, I had uh, Roadhouse on in the background the other day. Roadhouse. And the the scene when the guy walks in with the the knife boot, and uh, Patrick Swayze's character looks down and says like knife or whatever whatever the hell he says, and the camera there's a close up on the boot. There's like a gigantic knife at the end of it, knife blade at the end of it. Like, there's no way anybody would miss it. But then they they put this like, like, glint on it, like, like ching. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, How do you know? Like, should have been like a sound effect to go along with it. Like, that's what this reminded me of. Yeah. Or like the blinking vulnerability in a boss fight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dope uh, slash here. Yeah. Yeah. 
there was something else I was going to say about that. Like I, no, I think it was just okay. Cutting was great. The stunt man and the way the glass broke when he dove through it was pretty <laughs> terrible. Oh, um, what were they doing there? I didn't. What were they filming? Were they filming that room with the poisonous gas? Like what was? I think they I were going to. Was... No, I think they were going to poison them, and then Diamond Tooth got a little bit too antsy. He had a hard on to to go beat on Remo Williams. That's why he went in there. I know. So they were poisoning him in there. They weren't like taking all the air out because they kept saying like pressurized, non-pressurized. I didn't really hear him say that they were poisoning him, but that's. I felt yeah, they were doing. Like, that, I don't know but, what the hell yeah. they, yeah, really, they were poisoning him with because they're fine afterward. Right. So. Also, why does that room even exist? <laughs> to poison soldiers. I guess. <laughs> I guess it's they. I guess that is true. I don't. I don't know if they were still doing that in the eighties, but yeah, they would give people gas masks and have them exposed to it. I guess I don't know. Oh, they did that up until when my sister was in okay. the Marines. Okay, I'm pretty sure they still do that, just so that everybody knows what it feels like to have like mace and stuff in your face. Okay. Oh, yeah, that could explain that room, but it was like a lab, though. It wasn't. I yeah. don't know. Doctor Evil's lair. All right, Scott, number four. Uh, my number four um, of of all the kind of which uh, is not the right word, but the 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 impossible <laughs> feats going on here. I did really like the float run. Um, every yeah. time they they did it, like the way they filmed it, um, like when he's running on the beach, like that felt super cool, even though it was just like clearly. Like, they lifted him up. <laughs> He's, like, it was super easy to picture how they filmed it. But it still mm-hmm. felt really cool. Like, did, you know, a little bit of sound mixing and you know, just the close-up of his feet, like, barely hitting the ground. Uh, but I like how they kept using it in different ways, like running across the cement. Um, the water run at the end. <laughs> yeah, he was clod hopping through that water. So, I, the perspective on that was so weird to me. Like, I couldn't figure out, like, if he's on the other side of the lake. Like, no, he's on the same side. No, he's on the other side. And then he's barely running across it. Like, I don't know why they didn't set it up to make it look like he ran across the entire lake. Or, like, sprinted out to the middle of the lake to meet the boat or something. Like, Mm -hmm. just for him to take a weird angle super close to the shore like that kind of ruined the effect, I think. Uh, His arms were actually really weird, too. I did like his fight. I did like the way he was running. I thought that was funny. Like, I, I'll, I'll give this to, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about this about Joel Gray, like, and the performance he gave. Like, he's doing some, like, really, like, weird stuff with, like, his posture and, um, and, you know, some of his movements, like, the way that he runs that I think it's just built into the character. There's nothing to do with, like, the yellow face thing he's doing. He's just being a weirdo. Um, no, his physical acting is fantastic. Yeah, so, like, I'll, I'll give give credit where it's due there uh, but yeah like I, I do like the way that he's running like <laughs> I, I don't know how else to, to really describe it he's got like yeah the weird form with the high the high, kind of high stuff but, yeah the high arms yeah uh, they really should have maybe put the <laughs> the uh, the board there a little bit higher because he was splashing everywhere yeah it did not look like he was floating <laughs> no um so yeah that's that's my number four the float run all right, Alex, number four. Uh, Chekhov's diamond. <laughs> that scene was great. I completely forgot about it up until it's like, oh damn, diamond tooth is gonna go in there. <laughs> he pokes his eye out, 
Well, and that's afterwards. Yeah. Claws the X, pokes his eye out. And then <laughs> the integrity of that glass is so shaken that <laughs> half a second before the stunt <laughs> double dives through, it shatters. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that was great. It, it reminded me of uh, Fifth Element when she punches through the glass to get out of the the tube. There's a perfect hole already there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did not do a good job of uh, cutting that. No, the the pyrotechnics guy didn't time it <laughs> just right. But All I guess right. they, they still use that technique for shattering glass today, like in TV shows. And stuff. Yeah, like it's all about the angle and like the angle, yeah, and you got to time it just right, yeah, like yeah. right before impact, to make it look good. And obviously, don't use real glass. Well, I mean, <laughs> right. if, if, it depends how how realistic you want to be. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right, uh, my number four is Wilfred Brimley. Um, he'll always make my list if he's in a movie. <laughs> and this movie seems like he's just collecting a paycheck. I don't know, he's not really doing much in this. I do always do get weird with him sitting down in front of a computer, though. I was expecting yeah. him to do like some kind of uh, statistics on how long it's going to take the thing to conquer the, <laughs> the planet. But um, mm-hmm. I, I would not, wasn't as I, better. I would not describe his performance here as high energy. No. <laughs> and you will be a dead... Son of a bitch. But then I like what happens. Then it's like, oh yeah, well, I have a pill here I'm going to take and I'm going to die. He's going to blow his brains out or whatever and uh, Chin's going to kill you. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so I didn't, I did not like their tact with, with Remo Williams here. Like, <laughs> at all. Like, it didn't make any sense to me. They're like, no. you're working for us or we're going to kill you. Which is, which is a, a method. But then they just expected him to like bind everything after that. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't. But then he does. Maybe that's why he was chosen. Yeah. The Let list me ask you this. Military record and police record and whatnot, but maybe it's just because he's dumb. Let me ask you this. The very beginning of the movie when he gets in the, the fight with the guys on the bridge or whatever and he has a mustache and... <laughs> and the car prosthetic crashes. nose, yeah. Okay, did he have a prosthetic nose? Because he kept saying, you gave me a new face, you gave me a new face. And I'm like, they just shaved his mustache off. But there was more than that. I think I think <laughs> a prosthetic guess... nose... Maybe and his some... hair was combed back. Yeah, maybe something with the chin. Like he had some extra okay. some on the chin, maybe. I don't know. Because I wasn't paying that much attention, and he kept talking about it changed my face, and I'm like, uh, are you just talking about a mustache? <laughs> or did I miss something here? So apparently I missed. Alright. Anyway, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Scott, number three. Okay. Uh, my number three, yeah, is, is Diamond Tooth. Uh, <laughs> I think we, we, we talked about tooth. this enough, but yeah, that was that was really clever <laughs> dumb um and again the, the that guy patrick kilpatrick is has been the, the goon many a movie so this is one of one of those guys quote unquote all right mm-hmm. alex number three my number three is all the little scenes of remo actually training i love those yeah. he's doing the uh the improvised uh obstacle course in the thing uh he's <laughs> dodging like bullets and stuff <laughs> he's, trying, he's avoiding death at every turn while he's doing his training uh, getting stepped on while he's just trying to breathe on the ground oh that had to be painful a lot of it had to be painful mm-hmm. well, I like the, I, I, oh, the scene at the ferris wheel 
Yeah. Excuse me. I burp. Um, yeah, <laughs> down at Coney Island. And that's funny. I, I've been to Coney Island. We didn't go on any rides or anything, but um, I never realized their Ferris wheel is just like, or vice versa, the, the Disney one is just like it. They have the swinging versions, too. I never mm-hmm. knew that. I, I, I mean, I don't go many Ferris wheels, but the one at California Adventure has, yeah, like, you go the stationary down. one yeah. or the swinging one. I thought that was kind of unique to Disneyland. That shows you how much I know. Because apparently it's been at uh, Coney Island for 40 years at least. At least yeah. since 1985. <laughs> yeah. I think they took it down because there's too many martial arts training going on. <laughs> <laughs> People get just climbing on. It's like, oh, crap. But that that was a crazy stunt. The stunt double had to dive before the other car came over his. Yeah. Jesus age. Yeah, I don't, I don't imagine there's some... Some good stunt work here at, at height. Yeah. <laughs> at heights. Seriously. Yeah. So I didn't even care if I saw the wires. It's like, that's fucking dangerous. You should have more wires than just that one. Yeah. I was getting the sweaty right. palms in the first one. They're just like on the edge of the roof. Like, obviously that, that was like... <laughs> yeah, running around, yeah. Obviously they weren't actually, like... The actors weren't anyway, but, but still. Mm-hmm. All right, my number three is Fred Ward himself. Um, I haven't seen him in many movies. I mean, my big movie with him is Tremors. Um, also like him in The Right Stuff. That's kind of it. And uh, he's, I don't know how to describe it. He's, he does have, he's not a great actor, but he's good enough. He has that charisma that's going for. He's like a tough guy charisma. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he wasn't in more stuff. I don't know. Maybe he was. I just, all off my radar. But he's really good in this. Yeah, he's a kind of a tough guy, but he's also not at the same time and eh, I don't know I liked it I liked him in this yep agree yeah like what's mm-hmm. his biggest role is it this is it trimmers is it hmm. like I said the right stuff uh, no you guys don't know I mean, this is probably his, the biggest ones uh, okay. like again uh, cast deadly spell um, is, is my favorite of his so but again not not big as it were all right, uh, Scott, number two. Uh, so my number two, Alex went over a lot of it, but the the training stuff. Um, I I kind of wish they had they'd given it a little more time, because as as it was going along, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like he's actually going to be training for like a really long time, and then there was like a bit of dialogue in the middle of the movie where he's like, been doing this for a month now. I'm like, oh god, like. <laughs> It could, it could have been like a year or six months or something like that. Um, they couldn't let it breathe a little bit. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, all, all the stuff you guys said about, about the training. Um, I I do specifically remember as a kid thinking that the the indoor obstacle course thing was awesome. <laughs> I thought I thought that today. Yeah, it's still <laughs> to build one. Um, yeah. I did, there was one thing that did bother me about it this time around, though, is that very first board he jumps on is is not attached like, I think it's gonna fall right off <laughs> if you if you didn't land on it correctly. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Though. And the real life, Scott, not all boards are attached. Yeah, I don't know. Though. Mm-hmm. I'm saying for the movie, someone could get hurt. Like one of the stunt people. Well, no. And I, so I'll just move ahead. Training's uh, my number two as well. The first two jumps are him. They do not cut away. I'm almost positive that was him for the first two, and then after that, it's. Close-ups on his face, and then all the faraway shots are stuntmen. 
I'm pretty sure those first two were him. We kind of he even kind of parkours down the stairs before he starts too. Yeah, like I thought exactly. that was impressive. Like he clearly did some kind of gymnastics training or something. Yeah, I, I don't remember if there's a cut or not, but you're right. He does the stair thing, and then he says he's hungry, and the guy's like, "Whatever, fuck you, do your training." And he runs up the plank, jumps into the bathtub, and I'm pretty sure the first two were him. It was like, "Whoa, was he gonna do all this?" I didn't realize how far and extreme it was gonna go. And then, yeah, then it would cut away, and then it was the close up of his face, and then some gymnast on the other <laughs> other ones or whatever. But that yeah, was pretty cool. All right, uh, Alex, number two. My number two is number two. Some of the stuff that they did at Camp Promise was really cool. Uh, I think my favorite parts were him running through that exploding forest. <laughs> it was like that stunt double must have been scared out of his fucking mind. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It's like everything was exploding in that in that place. It just ripped. some explosions got like it looked like dangerously close. Like yeah, one of those supposed to. <laughs> yeah, one of those looked mistimed. If you ask me, it's like oh shit. Well, yeah, a couple of those punches was... definitely seem genuine. <laughs> <laughs> and then him hanging onto the log and everything for a really long time. Uh, plus, uh, kudos for the, uh, <laughs> the special effects. Crew running out of money, and they didn't have any. Uh, you didn't have them fire the fifty cal. They just put a sound effect. Over. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that there was no, there was no muzzle flash or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That was a tad ridiculous, though. That log's just sitting there, waiting to be dragged. I so I was a little confused about that part of it. So they're they're on an army base, but also a logging camp, but also. There's just a couple of hick, like, mechanics that are probably also loggers, now that I think about it. Um, yeah, the, the general area did not make sense to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and when he jumps off of the... Well, where does he fall off? Right before he goes in the, the log, what's he... He just jumps off, like, a cliff. A cliff. Just, like, a little short cliff. And he lands on a soft bed of pine needles. Yep. <laughs> you see, like, he bounce a little give there. It cracked me up. Yeah. All right, uh, I think we're on my number two was the training, everything we already said. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. So, uh, number one, Scott. is Yeah, it's the, the tune, Yellow Face. It's just, can't can't get over, mm-hmm. like, just how bad it is. Um, <laughs> so, again, it's the some of the stuff he was doing with the performance is, is good. Um, some of the physical stuff. Jeff, I think you said the accent was just awful. Oh yeah, like, like it's like Jeebus obviously not even like Korean, but just like just awful stereotypical Asian person. Yep. Um, yeah. The it's clearly just painfully not not Korean, and then and then like Alex said, to even make it worse, like they do make him very misogynistic and, and racist. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, just just kind of doubling yeah. down on it all, uh, and yeah, it just it just feels horribly anachronistic. Uh, but uh, you know, we we did. How long ago did we do short circuit? <laughs> yeah, so short circuit was years, no. was like you know it was close enough to this movie that they're they're basically yeah, the same area, um, you know, with Fisher Stevens. Uh, so, yeah, like, 
it's just a weird thing to see in a movie and to not have anybody blink at it. I'd, I'd be curious to go back in time. And, <laughs> in time, yeah, for lots of reasons. But uh, mm-hmm. just to go back and, and see if any movie... <laughs> not bet on the angels. Yeah, not bet on the angels. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Put some money on the cubbies. <laughs> Uh, to to see if any rev- movie reviews like called this out, right? Because the again that obvious comparison to Breakfast at Tiffany's is right there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a weird thing to to see in a movie. Uh, like you know, obviously since then they've definitely had people play parts that from for, of adaptations where the characters were Asian. And they just kind of whitewashed it. But that's not nearly the same thing as, as what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it just it, it deserves a little bit of uh, thought here. Just because, yeah, I just, it's just painfully obvious that the entire movie. Like, I couldn't, could not zero in on that every, two, every single time he was on screen. Um, that said, I did like the Pink Panther gag at the end where he's like, this is mine, I want it. After <laughs> he tosses the rings. <laughs> Um, so, yep, that's my number one. Yeah, I wonder when the last time blackface slash whatever face was done in a movie. Uh, see Thomas Hell. So I, I feel like, in, uh... I, I, feel, I feel like Soul Man. <laughs> Soul Man. I think, yeah. I think that was, again, that was also the 80s. Um, but it's probably like a good five years after this. Well, no, five years would have been 1990, uh. Yeah. Just like and like they did it for this. real, not for like what they did in um, Tropic uh, Thunder, Tropic Thunder, or like White Chicks, or any kind of any of that. Like where they did it for real, they were just yeah. This is just a. I wonder when that ended. Like I, I, sadly, it probably still went into the nineties. They just we can't think of it. But I, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, um. So we're on. Alex is number one. My number one is that there are some good ideas in this movie. The concept, yeah, there's some like cool, high concept stuff going on here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that uh, secret organizations like, oh yeah, who's part of this secret organization? It's like <laughs> you, me, and uh, this guy over here. There's <laughs> like four people in a room. It's like that's awesome. Uh, that the. Uh, the idea of one central martial art that's like a pale that all martial arts are derived from and they're all pale comparisons but there's the one true you know form they could be just a whole movie about just that would be great is there a history of the martial arts like word it's mostly they were developed by uh at least i think i read in in china they weren't allowed to have weapons so farmers took up just learning how to defend themselves with what they had, pretty much. But but it was, I think what, you're, what Jeff's asking, though, is it, it's all regional. Like, yes. Like, it's all regional, but, like, what is, it had to derive from a single point, no? Like, is, I don't know. Like, well, yeah, the fact that some, they're similar but different, is there a... Well, I think it's like, just... I don't know, hey, like, in Karate Kid, they talk about how Mr. Miyagi's or great ancestors brought karate back from China, I think they said, that, but made it their own, made it their version of karate or something. I think they said that. I don't know how realistic it is, but... No? You guys know? Like, they're, uh... Yeah, I, I, I don't know, like, how much yeah. of, like... 
like karate plays off of kung fu kung fu or, right or, and, or, and vice stuff. versa exactly or, or, or taekwondo like when that originated right. uh, uh, yeah i want to say that taekwondo has a lot of similarities to karate with just with an emphasis on kicks correct so yeah i'm sure it's out there we're just i'm an idiot and or ignorant mm-hmm. in this situation Mm-hmm. Don't agree so suddenly, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any more on your number one? Nope, that's it. All right, my number one was the Statue of Liberty fight. Uh, for multiple reasons. I like the fact that, A, they were there. Like, that, some of that footage was definitely shot from the oh, Statue yeah, of Liberty. Oh, yeah, the, the, the mm-hmm. trivia said that like, yeah. pretty much all was other than the actual... They touched the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I looked it up, too, Scott. I was like... There's this. They can't have faked this. All the, the background shots are <laughs> that's Liberty Island and that's the New York skyline, and they weren't compositing that shit. Like that stuff was real. But I'm like, there's no way they let them climb in there. And so yeah, I, was, I guess anytime they were touching the statue, it was a replica built in Mexico City. I think, I, <laughs> which is weird like, to me. Like, was this <laughs> was any of this movie actually filmed there? Like, yeah, this is. Uh, I don't know, but it, it was a cool fight there. And then, but the guys that are attacking him—they sounded like the weasels from Roger Rabbit. Yeah, like, yeah, the, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was the one guy that kept laughing like cartoonishly. I, 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 I ran him. I, I liked, yeah. I liked how they were just like random construction workers. It wasn't like they were hitmen or anything. I know. <laughs> somebody go kill a guy. <laughs> they gave him like thirty-two dollars. Like, so hey, do you guys want to make twenty bucks each? <laughs> you only have yeah. to murder a guy. We, we we already said we would do it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was, that, that was hilarious. They just paid off, and then uh, I was also a little confused about the scaffolding being up. But I know they redid it for the bicentennial, and that's what it said in the trivia. But that, it was eighty-five, so I don't understand what that scaffolding was there for. But unless that took forever, like the they did it for the centennial, and they just kept it up for ten years. I don't know. I I, don't I, I, I vaguely remember before the millennium hit. The, like there's a scaffold. It felt like scaffolding was up on everything for for years, so that everybody could like get stuff looking nice. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I thought that all that stuff was cool, uh, and the, the fact that they were there, I, I they would never allow them to do that today. Even if it was under construction, I don't think <laughs> you would allow film crews up there on the Statue of Liberty. Like, nope. That's got to be our our nation's most precious like monument, like. I don't know, man-made thing, right? It has to be. Like, you can't... That symbolizes everything. Like, I don't know. It just seems so weird to have a camera crew there. Having... For this shitty movie, too. It wasn't like it was... They were <laughs> filming this Oscar-winning great movie. It was like, nah. Are, are, you, saying, it. are you saying, Jeff, that, that X-Men didn't film entirely on location? <laughs> it's like Sadly, the tip Scott. of the crown. Yeah, because they didn't want it to get hit by lightning. Damn it. Well, I mean, they had to film up there because, like, later that year, Copperfield was just going to make it vanish. And it's never been seen since. <laughs> yeah. Did he sink it like Job? <laughs> it's an uh, illusion, Michael. It's an illusion. Uh, all right. I think that's it. Any honorable mentions for you guys? Um, Carl Winslow in the beginning? Yeah. Is he an EMT? <laughs> Yeah, I noticed him. I was wondering if he was getting a bigger role in the movie, but no. Nope, not a cop in this one, at least. <laughs> no. You know, you know, man in the uniform, though. 
Yeah. Uh, why does he steal the ambulance? I never got. An, I. Yeah, I guess he just needed. It a was car. there. Yeah. I don't, I and then know. why that guy knew he was going to be in there? Yeah, I did, <laughs> didn't. Yeah, I tried not to think too hard about it. Yeah. Um. That's because they picked him because he's not that smart, you see. Yeah, he's so very he's like, predictable. Oh, this, idiot, this idiot's going to go for the ambulance, isn't he? There's a car with keys in it right now. <laughs> it's just a sedan. He's going to go for the ambulance. I I do like how he picks his name. <laughs> Out of a bedpan. Yeah. So we thought about this long and hard. Rebar. All right. You guys ready to rate it? I think so. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage. Seven being perfection. Scott, where do you rate this movie? Oh, this is tough. Uh, again, one of my... Is my... it? <laughs> uh, one of my childhood favorites. But at the time, I was thinking about other things that this movie's doing. Um, still, still had fun with it. Uh, I don't think this movie needed to be two hours long. Um, yeah. So, the length plus the, the yellow face like drops it down a bit for me. Because I still think fondly, though, it, you know, tied into my Twitch outed. So, I'll give this a four. Okay. Alex? Uh, I'm going to give this a three. Even though, yeah, I just get, I can't get past the, the yellow face and the length. But there's a lot of good stuff in this movie. It's just a shame. They wanted to make yeah. it into like a like a franchise. Yeah, yeah. There's the universe out there where we got the other three, and we also have Universal Healthcare and uh, other good stuff. And Jeff, well, didn't, Jeff didn't bet on the angels. Yeah, yeah Jeff didn't bet on the angels. Well, it's the adventure begins and ends. So. <laughs> I'm giving it a four. I, I did not like it. I did not hate it. The parts that I did like are, like I said, like we mentioned before, kind of overshadowed by certain things. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever. It's just right in the middle. I, I can't honestly say I did not enjoy it, and I can't say I liked it either. So it's just right in the middle. All right. All right. And with that, it's time for our crossover list, which is what, Scott? Our top five masters and students. Yeah, this uh, is an easy list. So I came up with a lot of things here for this, um, which is unfortunate because that means a lot of them are super obvious. Um, But then I also had a really hard time ranking them. Uh, But, you know, I I say every time that we're going to have a lot of the same ones, and it turns out to be the case. But I think this time we really will. Um, So I'll go ahead and start. Uh, Number five is Pai Mei and the Bride. Uh, Higher on my list. That's good. I didn't even think of that. So, see, yeah, that's the problem. Is like that this one could easily be like toward the top of my list, but uh, I wind up putting it at five here. Uh, I do love it so much, but yeah, that's my number five. Hmm. All right, Alex. My number five is this is a very short scene, but it is also very memorable and hilarious from Conan the Barbarian, Conan and the uh, and the Swordmaster. <laughs> So Conan's doing this move and everything, but he doesn't do it perfectly. So Swordmaster goes up to him and slaps him in the face a bunch of times. And then one of the other students is just, <laughs> he's chuckling at himself. Swordmaster kind of backs up and just spin kicks him right in the groin. In the he was laughing. Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> he didn't laugh and, long. And then you have the commentary of Arnold laughing at that. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, that was great. <laughs> it's like a moment within a moment. 
It's beautiful. Yeah, I always I love that scene. That's a good one. I didn't know where you were going with that at first. I was like, what? And then yeah, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, my number five. I don't know if it's master and student. It's more like coach and student. But I wanted to include it, and that's Rocky and Mickey from. No, that that totally counts. Oh, yeah, yeah, that totally okay. counts. Yeah, uh, from the Rocky franchise, at least for the first three. Um, and then later on, it turns into what Apollo. Happens? Wait, what happens? Why only three? Yeah, why? Well, turn yeah, two, and two and a half, yeah. actually. <laughs> oh, <a> greasy <laughs> fast Italian monster. Yeah, you gotta eat lightning and crap thunder, thunder kid. Um, I, I, yeah, I Mickey's mentioned, a great teacher. So I think I mentioned last week doing the. I, I watched the Andre the Giant documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, they 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 sh- they basically showed like almost all that whole sequence of, I, I don't I don't know why they showed it, but <laughs> well, I mean I know why, but it took up a lot of time, of Hogan fighting as, as oh, Thunderlips, Thunder yeah, yeah, versus Rocky, and then yeah, Mick's just like, uh, <laughs> it's just comments of that that scene are great. All right, uh, Scott four, Number four, um, again this one could be could be higher too, but I want to put it at four. And that is the old priest and Edmund Dantes. That's my number four too. I didn't think you guys oh, were gonna get that one. Nice from. Uh, I did not think of that from Count of Monte Cristo. So I'll let Jeff talk about it more. Looks like my list is gonna be all different. Speed, speed of hand. Speed of thought. <laughs> all right, uh, Alex, number four. Uh, my number four is. This is one of my favorite animated animated movies of all time. Also, one of my favorite kung fu movies of all time, and it's Kung Fu Panda, Sifu and Po. Uh, honorable mention, almost by my list. But yeah, I love that dynamic. Like he doesn't want to train him, but in doing so, he kind of trains it a little bit, and then he figures out, oh shit, I've just been a bad teacher, and then uh, they begin to uh, make each other better. Yeah, the dumpling fight is is. Like, most of the fights in that movie are, are freaking amazing. But yeah, the dumpling fight is awesome. Mm-hmm. When he's training him. Yeah. Man, that dumpling looked good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty hungry. All right, uh, my number four, as we just mentioned, was Edmund Dantes and the Priest. Uh, just a cool... I mean, it's like one of the best parts of the movie, just in the cave, teaching him. And not, he's teaching him the... He's educating him, he's teaching him how to fight, all that stuff. And I've always just loved the speed of hand. Has to talk about a sound effect in a movie. Yeah. Go through the water drops. Like, remember Ooh, when you roots. went to the science museum and you turned up the uh, the strobe light to see the water drops? Like oh, that. yeah. That's how fast he was going. That's so true. And you found the roots. Oh, I found roots. All right. Uh, Scott, number three. Number three is something I I watched a couple summers ago now. Um, and that was the the animated show uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. um, and that would be the the relationship between Iroh and Zuko. Um, where yeah. um, I mean, Iroh at points comes across other characters and and kind of is the <laughs> master for a day for for them as well. Um, yeah, such a right. yeah Mako doing doing the voice, of course. Um, is such a great character and, and, and great voice acting. And, um, it, it, you know, it's sad that he did pass away in the middle of the, 
making the series, or at least before it finished airing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, just his, his infinite patience for, for Zuko, uh, Zuko's angst, um, I thought was, was, was kind of, was very well written, kind of unique character in, in Iroh. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. Alex, <laughs> number three. Uh, my number three is <laughs> one of the greatest American fighters history has ever seen, and that is Shidoshi and Frank Dukes. What's eh? that? Dukes. I don't know what that is. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. I don't like that movie so much. My Shidoshi. <laughs> Shidoshi. My Shidoshi. has to do the Dimak by the brick. This for my <laughs> I do like how he's a pudgy, yeah, he's a pudgy teenager <laughs> breaking into Shidoshi's house and then gets his ass kicked real he's, quick. He's not pudgy, yeah. he's but like I like that they found like the kid with like I don't know if they dubbed him, but he had like he also had an awful like thick Belgium accent or whatever, French Canadian or whatever the hell he's supposed to be like mm-hmm. <laughs> in that movie. But they found a kid well, to do the same thing. It was just so awkward. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my number three is Beatrix Kiddo and Pai Mei from Kill Blil. Kill Blil. Blue Kill Blue. Bill. Kill Bill Volume Two. Kill Blil. Um, it takes a good chunk of that movie up, but I think it, it was worth it, and then it pays off. So I, I love it. We have to mm-hmm. do Kill Bill one of these days. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Scott, number two. All right, now now we're gonna get into the the stuff that I, well, I'm pretty sure we, we put on here. Uh, Yoda mm-hmm. and Luke, my number two. Uh, that's higher. That's my number one. Yeah, yeah. same. And right, I'll save it for you guys. Okay, uh, Alex, number two. <laughs> my number two is Mr. Miyagi and Daniel Larusso. All right, so that's, that's... my uh, my number one. Yeah. Okay, that's my number two. Well, let's all talk about it since that's the next three in a row. So yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Someone start. Oh, it's, it's just great. He's just... Uh, Mr. Miyagi's looking just to get away from the world. He just wants to live in his house peacefully and everything. He sees this kid that needs help. And he can't not do something. Uh, so he trains him to be an assassin. <laughs> <laughs> Rip out throats. Kill, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Kill the bullies that are after him. He's a bully. <laughs> Uh, no, he just thought those were skeletons. Yeah, yeah. it's joint smoke, joint rolling skeletons. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, we we've talked about it before, but yeah, it's it's all time like performances from Pat Morita here, just the kind of reserve to like slowly warming up to to him like beaming in pride at the very end of the movie. Uh, it's yeah, it's awesome. I don't know if he won, but he was nominated. He was nominated, yeah. He didn't even win, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, this was... Well, I guess I was introduced to Luke and Yoda first. But this would be the first one, you know, it's kind of real world. And it's the best. Everyone wants, uh, after this, you know, you want to meet a Mr. Miyagi to help you out. And he knows everything, and mm-hmm. he's there for him. He, he, he kicks the shit out of some teenagers, which <laughs> I don't know how that didn't get him in jail. But whatever, he did that, and... uh 
Yeah, it's the best. And then the, even through the three movies, I I rewatched them again recently because I've I love the Cobra Kai show, which there's more student masters than that shit. Johnny Lawrence has your master. Yeah. And Daniel LaRusso. But uh even those movies, the second one I, I've always liked. It's still not as good as the first, but it's still pretty good. The third one, not so much, but he's still, Miyagi, still pretty good in it. And uh, it's just, it's one of those things where, like, Daniel was, like, 35 in that, I think. <laughs> it's like, he's still a fuck-up. Like, come on, yeah. man, get your life yeah. together. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Mr. Miyagi, teaching him more than just karate, teaching him balance of life. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Master of karate and friendship. <laughs> yeah, for everyone. All right, so that was my number two, Alex's number two, Scott's number one. Yoda so, Luke, so yeah. Yeah, so now we're into our Yoda number ones, which is Luke and, Luke and Yoda for Alex and I. Alex, yep. talk about it. Oh, boy. What to say. Yeah, mm. I mean, my first experience of, uh, of Star Wars was uh, Return of the Jedi, but then when I went back and watched Empire, it's like, oh man, they had, you know, it was more than just <laughs> Luke going over there and then Yoda disappearing into thin <laughs> air. They actually had this whole scene and he taught him how to use the force and everything. Uh, veiled sexual innuendo. Uh, it was just fantastic. A lot of a lot of good Jedi bonding. <laughs> Jedi bonding, huh? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's a reason why somebody's the Yoda of something, right? It's, the, yeah. yeah, he is the, the, the master in, in sci-fi or in just storytelling, fiction in general. Luke's not the best student. Uh, he's kind of a dick, doesn't want to learn, but eventually he does. Because and... <laughs> he learned patience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Carl, you don't have to say much more about it. Luke and Yoda. You know, we could have done Obi-Wan and Anakin if those movies were any good. <laughs> it's what it, in, in that alternate universe we didn't bet on the the angels jeff that that was the yeah, case. Exactly. yeah yeah it's also great <laughs> movies all right it's better than the mentions. original trilogies oh my gosh <laughs> best star wars ever yeah any honorable mentions um i had splinter and the turtles and just because that was yeah. on my mind uh what one, one that i put on my list initially at number five and took it off was Morpheus and Neo. That's a good one, though. Yeah. yeah. That's all right. Pretty good. I'm trying to think, like, the Marvel movies. Is there really a master? I mean, I guess with Doctor Strange, um, the Chosen One, what's her name? The <laughs> You know, Jeff, we, we were just talking about Yellow... Jesus Christ, we, we were just talking about Yellow Face. Uh... So Tilda Swinton, yeah, is the uh, the ancient one or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that was more whitewashing yeah. than yellow face. But yeah, still, that was yeah. whitewashing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know much about her. I just know that she's Celtic. <laughs> totally not Asian, although that would have made more sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the Marvel stuff. I'm trying to think. Uh... Yeah, let's see. Oh, Lisa and Bart. When Lisa teaches Bart how to be good at uh, miniature golf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chubb, Chubbs and the Happy Gilmore. Oh, oh yeah. that's a good one. Damn, Damn it, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I was going to say um, Coach and... Hayden. Yeah, Hayden. 
No, no, coach. And we just did it. And uh, Will Ferrell in uh, Blades of Glory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> All right. It's time for Neum News. No, it's time for Alex No Sports. <laughs> and I like sports. Sports ball? So, uh, this is something that I haven't seen, like, I don't think ever. Uh, they're changing the trophy, the basketball trophy. Mm-hmm. They have a, a new design. Uh, it's similar. They're still basketballs. They didn't put a basketball guy on top of it, which I'm kind of disappointed. But uh, it's still, like, shaped like a cone. It's still got a ball. They're cones. But it's, yeah, they're cones. Uh, gold and silver uh, inlay, which is, I know they look pretty cool. They're trophy-ish. They look pretty much like trophies. But that's the news. Tiffany's is is making them. There's I guess two, Tiffany's always made them. The diamonds on. I don't know what the NBA championship. I don't. I don't. Well, I don't even know the official name of the trophy. Uh, it's the uh, Conan O'Brien. Uh, okay. Bill, Bill Rusty trophies. Bill Rusty. <laughs> it should be like the Bill Russell trophy or something. I don't know. but Yes, it's the Larry O'Brien Bill Russell trophies. Is that right? Are you joking? No, that is correct. I, I don't believe Alex. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> That's what's great about being human. You don't have to believe me. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, has that ever happened with any other trophies? Like the Vince Lombardi trophy uh, has always been the same, right? I have no idea. What about that dish that they have for uh, tennis? The Wimbledon. <laughs> Wimbledon. Based, based on the, that plate? Based on the, the ancient uh, herbivore mega, megafauna. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that always that plate? I don't know. I mean, well, this is where my hockey bite. The Stanley Cup's never changed. I mean, they add rings to it and remove rings from it, but that's it. Yeah, and that's there's only one of those. That's the only sport where it's like that. I believe in all the other sports, you just you get you just they get make it. a new trophy every or year, and whoever wins it gets it. And yeah, yeah, I don't think any of the other sports. Yeah, the trophy makes like a tour, like a world tour. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, like, hockey's better. <laughs> what uh, is the world the World Series? You just get a ring, right? You don't get a trophy. Well, there's they a trophy with a bunch of little trophy, yeah. little stupid. Pinnets on it. It's dumb. Do they have little baseball guys on top of it? Probably not. There's little flags. I don't know if there's a baseball guy. It's stupid. Oh, that one that George on Seinfeld was dragging yes. around the little golf cart. Exactly. That one. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, Yankees won a few of them, so they they had a couple to destroy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's an older one. We don't need that one. <laughs> yeah, that's the Lou Gehrig version, not the Ooh. not the Derek Jeter version. All right, uh, now it's time for Neum News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. All right, uh, just to get my uh, Marvel Marvel stuff out of the way. Uh, so this one kind of snuck up here. Um, not that there was a lot of anticipation for it, I think. Uh, but Ms. Marvel, Ms. Marvel uh, is starting this Wednesday, so June 8th. Oh, really? The same yeah. as Kenobi? Yeah. I was Man. I, I was going to make comment on that that the Disney's been good about spacing out their their kind of flagship series at least between the Star Wars and Marvel stuff but yeah in this case they're going to start this one up um, huh. before Kenobi gets gets completed um, mm, okay. 
So yeah, I'm, I'm, cool. I'll, I'll watch this uh, along with you know everything else that I've seen. Um, mm. This one, this one's different because uh, you know this is a kid, so uh, this will be the first time that we kind of get that, um, and really in the movies too because they're they're definitely. Oh, Peter Parker. That's Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man. Um, like there's precedent for that um, outside of the the MCU, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I, I saw the trailer for this a while ago. Um, you know, it, it looks it looks fun. I'm, I look forward to see like how it all connects together. Although, um, so I know we we kind of glanced over or not glanced, but. Uh, Kind of rush past Moon Knight, um, and you know, without spoiling too much, like Moon Knight is the most, um, what's the word? Mooniest <laughs> yeah. of all Marvel. The mooniest of all movies <laughs> uh, yeah. is is the most like singular, um, the most unconnected of the the TV shows or movies that I've seen of of the MCU, whereas yeah. it's 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 kind of its own thing. Um, so I'm curious to see if they do that with this. Although, like the, the character is like a fan of of Carol Danvers, so like there's already that connection built in there. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just curious to see like how kind of disconnected this is from from everything else. Uh, but anyways, Wednesday for that. Um, so it'll be another thing to watch. Um, speaking of new things to watch, uh, a, a, a series that until just now only had a couple seasons um that that i'm a big fan of the orville uh has started up a third season um Hmm. rather than calling this season three it's called the orville new horizons and i think uh, because (laughs) they they know that this wasn't going to be network television this time around uh they you know they made it specifically for streaming so like the episodes are going to be longer the first episode's well over an hour um, the second episode also debuts on Wednesday. Um, that that one's also well over an hour long. Um, so yeah, they're, they're taking a kind of a longer approach to this, which I think I think is cool um, for sci-fi. Uh, you know, kind of let things breathe a little bit. Um, but at any rate, yeah, if you're a fan of the Orville, um, you know, I I did watch the the first episode of the new season. Uh, you know, I still enjoyed it. It, it feels more Star Trek. More like Star Trek than more recent Star Treks, uh, <laughs> yeah. In, in a lot of ways, uh, so yeah, I, I, I do also recommend it if nobody's has watched. Uh, so moving on to video games, um, there was so we're in June, which is basically video game news month because it, it's when E three used to be anyway. Uh, who knows if it'll ever come back? Uh, but people still kind of plan announcements around this this time of year. Um, yeah. or at least some announcements around this time of year. And Sony had theirs last week. Uh, at least Stay some some of them. Um, and there was a lot of stuff from Capcom and, and Square Enix. But uh, one thing of note is, uh, I guess it's not too big of a surprise, but they're, they're doing an updated version of Resident Evil 4 um, with, with the whole... Um, I mean, I'm assuming it's the full-on remake like they've done with Resident Evil 2 and 3. Um, and 1. Well, yes. Wait, have, they, have they remade 1? They, they did, but that was like a long time ago 
for like GameCube. I think oh, really? They they haven't gotten with the with the new RE engine. No, right? no, they have not. So, wow, but but why not? I oh, I I feel like the the other one was such a big upgrade. Like, so it it put it past the other ones, <laughs> like that one. Yeah. Um, until four, but four was kind of a different engine altogether, like its own thing. Uh, at, at any rate, um, Resident Evil Four is my second favorite Resident Evil after two. Um, so I'm looking forward That's to this. Perfect. Although, like, it's going to be intense. Cause... You're looking forward to Whoa. this? Whoa! Hey! Uh, the... So, the Resident Evil 2 remake is, is amazing. I loved it. Um, highly recommend it if you're a fan of the series. Yeah, uh, it's going to give it to you. But that... that The game is intense, though. Like... <laughs> uh, it, it is stressful at points. And Resident Evil 4 is, is was that. much more action-oriented to begin with. So mm-hmm. I I don't know if like the update is going to make it any different really. Um, I got to imagine it will though because they they added they definitely added in new wrinkles, the previous one to make it more difficult. Um, yeah, just, just looking forward to this. Uh, so uh, big big fan of the Resident Evil series, although I've not played some of the more recent ones. Um, and then finally, uh, more nerd news. Um, I think this is actually DC, not not Marvel, but uh, they, there was another t- teaser trailer for teaser. I say, like a couple minutes long, uh, mm-hmm. for Sandman coming out uh, with the date this time oh, on Netflix really? for August fifth. And I I know quite a few people that were, I don't know fans, but definitely read the the graphic novels. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming they were fans. Uh, so this this does look pretty cool. Um, I'm looking forward to that. So again, Sandman, uh, it's definitely comic book, fantasy, kind of dark. Uh, is that a boxing documentary? It, <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 this is actually the, the sequel to, to Soda Popinski. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he, tragi- he tragically died of a uh, liver failure. Spoilers. <laughs> From soda pop, wow! So, yeah, from soda That's pop. That's a lot of freaking soda. Soda, wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, that's that's all the the news I had. Obviously, very nerd oriented. Uh, Alex, anything you want to go over? Uh, not really. I've just been watching Obi Wan. Uh, Jeff and I talked about it on Jeff Talk Star Wars. I'm two and a half episodes in. So yeah, you got to get on the on the other ones. Just watch this Wednesday. So yeah, probably I'll watch Ms. Marvel. I really like the way that they did her spe- her powers in this one. They didn't just give her like stretchy arms and stuff like, you know, in the comic books or in the uh, in the video game that was lackluster. But they look cool, so I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Uh, anything else? Nope. All right, Jeff. Oh yeah, as Alex mentioned, watching Obi-Wan, uh, you can find that on Patreon, we did a review on that, episode 3, really good, I'm enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Um, did I mention last week that I saw the new Doctor Strange, is probably where I've mentioned it a couple I don't, times. I don't think you mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, so I saw that, which I liked it, I know uh, Matt, you know, ex, 
member of the show. I don't know what I'm going to Never, never loud on the show again after what he pulled. <laughs> Former guest, Matt. He really did not like it, but I, I mean, I did. I liked it. Uh, it was fun. Um, I, I we won't go into spoilers there, but yeah, there was some yeah, fun. Yeah, I, I could, I could, there. I could see like, like why why Matt maybe didn't like it, but um, no skulls. <laughs> there, there were skulls. That was oh, well, <laughs> that was weird. I was very adamant about that, but um, yeah. uh, I for, for me like a lot of it was Sam Raimi. Without spoiling, it was like Sam Raimi's greatest hits. So like, it was just kind of programmed for me to like it. <laughs> no matter, uh, yeah, you know, no matter what. Um, but no, I, I really did enjoy it, though. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, as I mentioned, Stranger Things came out, and we burned through that this week. So we're finished the first seven episodes, which is all they've released right now. And I guess the next six or something come out in July. Um, so it's, it's been fun. And these are like heavy episodes. Like each one's at least an hour. And I think the last couple mm-hmm. are like an hour and a half. So it, it's, wow. it's a, it's a lot of time, but if you liked game, if you liked, uh, stranger things, go ahead and watch it. it the, I think it's just as good. It's just, they're older now. So it's not as cute and as adorable, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but it's Especially still fun. when somebody gets a skate to the face. Yes. Oh man, that was cool. Uh, yeah, she deserved it. But anyway, yeah, she did. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, if you like Stranger Things, go ahead. I can recommend that. Um, I don't want to. There was one other thing, maybe. I don't know. All my to-do list is go see the new Top Gun movie. I haven't gone to do that. The new Jurassic Park, which I know is going to be crappy, but I have to go see it. I've <laughs> I've seen every Jurassic Park movie in the theater, so I have to continue that streak. Um. <laughs> Do you? I do because I actually they're they're some of them I really like the the first two I enjoy well the first one I love second one I actually until they leave the island I think is a really good movie uh, the third one's crap I saw that with you guys and I think we walked out so I guess I haven't seen all of them in the movie theater <laughs> the whole entire thing but we saw part of it in the theater um, and I really liked the when they came back a few years ago with. Um, Bryce Dallas Horror. Howard and Chris Pratt. Like, I really enjoy that movie, as corny as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one wasn't too good, but I don't know. This one they're bringing back, it feels like all the old cast members, and I feel like one of the Raptors is his pet or something, which, whatever. You're going to do it, do it. Have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought when I saw the trailer for the first one, when he was riding the motorcycle with them and was ridiculous and it is but i enjoyed it they set up the world for it that i liked it so looking forward to that and oh and the new game of thrones show is starting uh, in a couple months so. uh, nobody nobody know. cares about this <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i don't know i'm obviously i'm gonna watch the first few episodes and i'll see how it goes like i yeah i don't know i am same thing with the new lord of the rings that's coming out i guess that's a little bit further away but like so, the worlds that I love, but do I love the worlds or do I love the characters within the world? And uh, so, so it, for this, I'll be coming in completely fresh at least. Like I, I know a little bit of the lore for Game of Thrones, but like yeah, they're they're making up stuff just for the show. There's no there's no book knowledge here really to be had. So. Is is Martin involved at all or no? I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm sure like. In, in some way, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, he's writing Is this like Black Knight? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway, 
looking forward to that. Uh, the Ms. Marvel thing, I really don't know anything about. I'll definitely check out the first... Same thing as that. I'll check out the first couple episodes. and mm-hmm. I, I, I have, still haven't finished Moon Knight. Some of these Marvel shows are not... I struggle to get through Hawkeye. I struggle to get through Loki. So, I don't know. Some of these Marvel shows aren't working for me. But Same thing with like Book of Boba Fett. I don't know. A lot of these Disney Plus shows are, are missing for me. But some of them I do like, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And I guess that's it. So, mm-hmm. thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs> That's the second time I had her piece. <laughs>